Welcome back to the AVP Galaxy podcast. This is the 28th episode. Uh, this is your co-host, Rich Top, and uh, joining me is your regular host, Administrator Corporal Hicks. Hey, guys. Um, today we have a pre-recorded interview uh, with Marcus Panzagrau, who you guys might know as LaCosta on our forums. Um, but this is regarding his work on... Um, well, to start off, for those of you who don't know, he's a very uh, skilled CG modeler. He's been doing CG models of, of the aliens um, from the franchise for, for years now. And he was contacted by Inside Editions for a book they were working on by Stephanie Perry uh, called The Wayland yutani Report. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Hicks? I know you just did a, a preview about the book. Overall, I think it's a fantastic book. Um, there's... There's a lot to it, to be honest, um, and a lot of new stuff in it, which is which is something I'm always happy for. You know, we have so many of these kind of... Well, I say these kind of, it's, it's different to your average behind-the-scenes, or your average um, book that talks about the films. I mean, we've had the Alien Vault last year, which was a massive, um, massive sort of behind-the-scene kind of book. And before that, there's things like... Um, Beautiful Monsters. Um, did I say Alien Vault came out last year? Because that's a mistake. It was, I, it, it's it Alien Archive. Before, yeah, no. yeah. Alien Archive was last year. Alien Vault was a few years before that. And we've had plenty of those kind of books, but the Wayland yutani report's um, somewhat different. It's an in-universe report. So it's written from the perspective of being in the alien universe, in the alien fiction. So it's supposedly a massive compilation of the various events from the perspective of um, some um, report writer for Wayland yutani And, yeah, it's pretty damn good. It's, it's, it's relatively unique. Ah, you know what, I forgot Cloning Marine's technical manual. It's that kind of vein, but rather than being specifically about... Um, the Colonial Marines tech, it talks more about the aliens, um, goes into background about the specific events. Um, so it mainly covers the five films, Prometheus and then the alien films. And it does sort of side mention some of the newer releases, um, Fire and Stone, for example, that gets alluded to, and so do the Titan books. Right, now, you don't have a copy of it, do you? No, not yet. I'm, I'm holding out. I, I hope they come out with a, a standard edition. Um, <clears throat> the, the edition they have right now is a limited edition from Sideshow Collectibles. And uh, it, some have said it's a little bit pricey, and, and I would agree with them. So I might be waiting uh, un, until a more standard edition comes out, until I pick it up. Um, yeah, um, I can agree with that. I do have the, um, the Fancy Pants edition. Um, but unfortunately, is insanely pricey. Um, because it, it comes with this... It's a gorgeous, a gorgeous case, I've got to be honest. Um, like, more like a book cover slip case kind of thing, with this um, really lovely alien head on it. Um, and it makes it quite a nice sort of top-end collectible, which I think is a little bit of a mistake, because people buying this are going to want to read it and put it on the bookshelves and, and the case makes it kind of difficult to do that and the price makes it kind of difficult to really um, 
make it accessible for a lot of people. Um, it's not to say it's not it's not good. It is it is very good. Casey is a very good book, but just seems like a bit of a missed opportunity. So hopefully, for the regulars, um, but the regular edition will be out at some point. Internationally, I think France has gotten a standard edition that, that doesn't have all the extras or the fancy cover. Yeah, I think somewhere else does as well, but I can't remember. It might be Germany. Um, but since you don't have it, is there anything you'd like to know about what's what's in it? I mean, I've I've done a big preview, which you can find in the um, the article section on the website, um, avpgalaxy.net. Um, but for the sake of this, is there anything you're kind of curious about? I, I was just wondering how much it really goes into Prometheus. Does it only touch on that lightly, or? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say in terms of. Um, focus on the actual events um, from the films, Prometheus and Alien Resurrection are touched very lightly. In the case of Prometheus, it's obviously because Prometheus 2 isn't out and it's being worked on and they don't want to they don't want to step on the toes of anything. Um, which made it a little, little disappointing because some of the other aspects tend to go into a lot of um, a lot of theory, a lot of speculation, um, which you know it gives it a sense of um, fresh air because it's not just recycling um, what happened in the film. It's not just and this happened and Kane got face hugged. It talks about um, theoretical specifics, so things like the um, suppressing the immune system and things like that. But when you get to the Prometheus section, there's not really a lot um, because you know the film makes no sense and. Um, they don't want to. They don't want to step on the toes of the second film. Um, so, would you say it's pretty similar, I guess, in style to the Archpoint essays? Um, not quite as heavy as the Anchorpoint essays, um, which is not to say that they were massively heavy. Uh, Mike did a fantastic job on the Anchorpoint essays, and um, no, Anchorpoint essays. Yeah. <laughs> My uh, bad. No, it's fine. They've unfortunately shut down now. Um, Thedas, I think he went by on on the boards. Um, that might still be available on Waypoint if anybody, if um, people don't know what that is. It was a really good, um, really good. It was a fantastic site which went into a lot of specifics about the alien biology and the life cycle and the creatures and stuff like that. Um, so if you can find a link to it, pop that in the Wayback Machine and have a gander. Really good. The um, the creator, Mike Thedas, ended up on, I think it was the AVP Requiem Blu-ray on the special features um, in one of the... Oh, did he work on that? He was interviewed for one of the one of the behind-the-scenes features to do with the biology and stuff like that. I, I know on the Blu-ray of AVPR, they have like a, a Wayland yutani encyclopedia. Um, I it's think a special feature that you can go into. It's like a, a database or something, but it's only on the Blu-ray. So I was I was kind of curious if maybe he had worked on that at all. Yeah, it was on the Blu-ray, but I believe he was interviewed for it. He didn't actually work with Fox, as far as that. I don't know. I mean, if Mike's listening, um, can obviously let us let us know if we if we're chatting bollocks, and <laughs> we'll mention it on the next one. But that that's as far as I remember. But yeah, it's, it's that kind of that kind of vein, but maybe not so. Um, not so detailed, I guess. Just don't want to make it overly, overly um, sciencey. Um, but there's still plenty of that kind of thing in there, and it's not just all alien as well. There's lots of um, 
it does actually go into bits to do with the tech because there's um, some cross sections of um, the the various ships and technologies which was um, done by John Mulaney um, one of the or the the other really awesome artist on on the book who the Perfect Organism podcast have just done an interview with as well um, you can check them out on Facebook on I've linked to it on our Facebook actually not long back so if you just scroll down under AVP Galaxy you'll see a link to them or search for them, The Perfect Organism. Have a listen to that one as well after you're done with us. So it, it, there is quite a, a varied bit of content in there. You know, keeps it nice and fresh, not dull. It's it's doesn't doesn't sort of peter off. It just keeps moving and um, varying the kind of content that is thrown at you. So it's not always things like um, straight up uh, theory and straight up recollections. There's things like um, letters and transmissions and reports as little pull-outs and little side notes. Well, it sounds like a really well-put-together uh, book. It, it really is. And, um, you know, if, if you are tempted and you are into sort of like high-end collectibles, I would I would say pick it up, um, especially if you're into reading and displaying stuff, because the, the cover's gorgeous. The book case, whatever you want to call it, is absolutely gorgeous. And the book itself is um, is really interesting as well. Um, if you're not quite willing to, you know, maybe wait, maybe pick up the standard edition if, when it comes out, um, because you know it, you can really tell that a lot of work went into it. And, and we haven't even spoke, uh, spoken about Marcus's um, artwork, actually. Um, yeah, no, he's. Um... I've been been following his work for for years now. He's really an amazing 3D modeler. Um, I remember him originally doing the the Giger alien and posting it on our site, and, and just how it blew me away. And not only the alien too, but he did a lot of the environments of like the derelict, um, and and just the poses he put the alien in were just spot on. So um, I'm really looking forward to to our interview here with him. I think he. You know he's just done amazing work with this franchise, and when he moved on to the other alien designs as well, um, you know I, I haven't seen anything that was that accurate, but at the same time added like a new kind of level of detail, so you could really just admire the form of, of the creatures themselves. And unfortunately, his his artwork makes up a lot of the book. You know, um, I would say, I would say. 70 odd percent of this um, featured something from him um, you know and it's not just what we've seen on the boards he's created chestburster he's created the face hugger there was a bunch of um, there was a bunch of theoretical um, ones at the end of it so it at the very very last chapter is um, talks about theoretical uses for the xenomorphs and what they could, what they could use them for. So there's things like um, artificial. Oh, I'm not sure how to word it. Um, using the eggs to incubate uh, human embryos, and it's, it's got a picture of um, of an egg with a human embryo inside it, and there's like an acid gun and xenomorph um, armor stuff like that. So there's, and then on that page is a gorgeous little spread of um, a bunch of aliens, sort of climbing over each other in the hive which looks fantastic 
you know, his his and John's work really helped make this book as well. Well, I guess we should have a chat with him, shouldn't we? Yeah, let's bring him on. Um, well, welcome, Marcus. Thanks for, thanks for joining us today. Welcome, welcome. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. And thanks for your board, which is a great contribution to the fan base and gave me actually a platform to host my work and most likely contributed a lot for some minor um, uh, fame. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for your kind words. Um, But before we do crack on though, um, can you, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, For those of the those out there who might not necessarily know you, who are you and what do you do? Well, I'm I'm German-born, and actually German-born nowadays living in Finland because of my lovely family, my lovely wife, which is uh, Finnish nationality. And, well, I was always interested in doing artistry stuff, painting, sculpting, or or whatsoever, and that led to my first um, job, my first apprenticeship, apprenticeship, uh, which is actually silversmith. So I started my work career in doing jewelry and and mm. gems and nice charming uh, things. Uh, then I settled over to industrial design, and that was kind of. Yeah, it was always uh, close to me since one of our our best um, known artists in our special fan field, H.R. Giga, was industrial designer as well. And since he was always the basis of my inspiration and the, so to say, the, the spark of what I wanted to do since I saw his work and, of course, since Alien, since I saw Alien the first time. So that was then the next step, becoming industrial design, studying industrial design and uh, closing my studies and working in that field. So, which brought me then to 3D, to become a 3D, uh, first an uh, engineer construction in 3D, uh, but then more and more as um, 3D modeler and 3D texture artist, games as well, some minor game. Uh, works, which led to this crazy idea to simply mm, rebuild the whole alien universe. <laughs> so um, I, I've actually I've seen your work. I remember seeing it for the first time years back on AVP Galaxy, and I was just blown away by how impressive it was, like the detail um, and uh, the accuracy, and just everything about those models was it showed that you had a real passion for for the alien franchise um so when would you say that you first like fell in love with the alien franchise yeah as i saw the movie the first time and that can i can exactly say the more or less the date so it was shortly before aliens hit the the screen uh, the silver screen so to say in 86 um in the German TV, the first time they showed um, Alien in the in the official in the, or in the second uh, in the state channel, 
And one day before that, they showed an interview, uh, well, a documentation about Ajax Giga. It was the, the German uh, name of uh, that was uh, uh, the fantastic universe of Ajax Giga. And I have heard from the movie Alien before briefly, but never got the possibility to watch it since we didn't have and we. Uh, um, VCR at home, so TV was not a big thing. So at home, my father was not so super keen about TV stuff. So therefore, I, uh, besides going to movies, also I hardly could catch things. Uh, like many other people who had already uh, their um, video players at home. So I saw this documentation and it simply blew me away. It was. It was kind of an, an revelation. Art was never a really big thing for me or how I grew up, but then seeing that somebody uh, combined his inner fears and his, uh, his most fantastic uh, uh, inner being with technical with a technical way and and expressing that one in an in such an uh, unbelievable clean and 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 yeah clean actually not the shocking or the horror thing this this cleanness how he worked maybe that was the most what what impressed me this this wonderful clean airbrush work and his ink art um, which have which need uh, needs a lot of uh, patience and a lot of uh, of uh, um, involvement. Maybe that was what really, yeah, what really catched me. And then the next day they screened uh, Alien the first time in the in the German TV, and yeah, that's quite, yeah, that's said it. It's <laughs> not 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 much else to say. It's really interesting. Yeah, I think. Sorry, real quick. I think Giger actually he started with uh, industrial design background as well, if I'm not mistaken. So that, yes, that's yes, kind yes. of interesting how you went from from that sort of a technical background and kind of. Uh, hone that skill into your art and it's also really interesting that you you got more into Giga first before actually seeing the film um, you know and, and I, I well, 24 hours well <laughs> but, but yeah yeah it's true yeah it's true yeah it's um, instantly it's instantly I instantly started to, to look up for, for books and uh, it was back then really hard to to get hold of books, there were a few of these um, uh, Swiss editions, uh, hugely expensive uh, uh, back then. But it took then quite a while until the first Taschen book, which was reasonable price, uh, uh, got released. But really, I looked in some posters and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, so, like I said earlier, um, some of our listeners will probably know you better as uh, Lacosta, because um, you've 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 been on you've been on our boards for you know quite some time since 2006. And when did you first come across the online community? When when did your love of Alien expand into the online world? Well, since I've internet. <laughs> yeah. um, so, actually, there were a few. Other. I actually remember that um, you had the web page, and then it was off for some while. Mm. Uh, but it was quite a long time ago when I can it be that it's something about ten years ago. Yeah. Or, 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 it, it, or, it was or, just after the first AVP film, Darkness. Uh, yes, it went yes, offline yes. for a few months. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. But, but before, I mean, with the with the AVP, uh, I was instantly, I guess, with the start there. Yeah. But um, I guess I lost my accounts then, and then of course when you re-animated uh, the site, and I simply recreated account or, or made new account. I'm not even sure if I was as Lost back then. Can't actually record that. It was just this time when everybody was hyped about AVP and maybe got tremendously disappointed. Yeah. Well, it got worse. Yeah, it got worse. Yeah, let's see what happens in the future. Um, but uh, when it comes to alien community, uh, of course, you were bored. But back then, uh, one of the first which I um, was uh, part of or, or always close to was the Hive, which does unfortunately no more exist. Um, was that the costuming? Yeah, the Hive it was Dan. Oh, what was his name now? Dan, Dan, Dan. Oh, no, I don't know what his name is. Um, the Hive forums. The Hive forums. Yeah, the Hive forums. I can't recall it. Yeah, the high forums it was, yeah. Okay. It was actually built around a lot about uh, model kits in the first place. and uh, Oh, no, I'm with you, the collectible one. Yes, yes I know yes, which yes, one you mean. Yes, yes. And um, that was the first, and that was it was great for, for getting, because I was a huge collector back then, of course, of all the model kits. And not only alien related, all these Japanese things like uh, Takeyuki Takesha and Hirazawa and name them all. Um, and it was such a such a platform to to catch up with people and trade and uh-huh. uh, and show off model kits and stuff. And then of course one uh, big site and that would be anyway a name which uh, very very soon would have. Would, uh, would have spoken out uh, Willie Goldman's AliensCollection.com um, which uh, is, yeah. which is uh, it's, it's <laughs> probably the longest running website it's left the, it's the longest it is the longest running mm. longest running and and as I now just just spoke uh, spoke um, uh, Willie's name out uh, Willie Goldman um, which is the main actor in the book release or getting involved in the book and big kudos really i owe you okay so regarding your your 3d cgi work maybe you could tell us a little bit more about that i mean did you study it at school or were you mostly first uh were you self-taught no no, i uh during my studies as industrial designer i first time worked with computers and that was actually uh, CAD construction, so it was actually simply uh, mechanical or automotive parts, so pure uh, technical construction. Um, that was a total self-thought uh, process. I never learned uh, anything about these uh, things like like uh, polygonal modeling, texturing, uh, sculpting. That's a pure pure self. Hours, hours of night times. <laughs> did it take you? Uh, did it take you a long time? Did it take me a long time? No. It's it's really hard to say. Since I I painted and sculpted since my childhood, it was simply just another tool. Uh, it's simply like like you would switch clay or uh-huh. you either way you use acrylics or oil paint. It's just 
Like a professor of mine always say, the computer is nothing else than a really nice sharp pencil. If you can't use the pencil, <laughs> the it's computer true. will not help you either. It's a really interesting way of looking at it. I like that mentality. Um, what what prompted you to turn that interest towards creating 3D models of aliens? Then where where did that? Yeah, that was simply out of the out of the uh, need to to evolve the, my my experience and to just getting better. And uh, what there was nothing more closer to me on my desk <laughs> as, a, as a matter of inspiration. Or, so. Just it, was, natural. It, was the, it was my Mona Lisa. It was the Mona Lisa, the only Mona Lisa in that moment <laughs> to inspire. <laughs> I um I actually remember seeing your your first Giger alien models when when you were kind of coming out with the initial renders, and I remember Sill had some suggestions for for making it a little more accurate. What what's your kind of process in ensuring that that your models are as authentic as possible totally. to what's seen on screen? Totally, totally, and I have to um, again say. My thanks and the, um, uh, the involvement of this fan group, uh, um, what we are, and it's totally true. Uh, back then, since I showed from the start uh, the process and a lot of uh, work in process pictures as well, there were a lot of influences uh, from the fan base. And I keep them really dear and um, on my heart. And it's really, really great to. Uh, to get these, and it was the reason for me. I did not uh, show these pictures on the board and said, "Hey, that's what I've done now. It's final, and uh, dig it in." Um, I started to ask from the from the from the beginning. Please tell me, do you like it? Do you like it not? Shoot me. I'm good in taking critics. <laughs> so, how long would you say it actually takes for you to create the uh, the models? Are they still a Sort of ongoing working process that you'll always keep refining, or I should stop refining so slowly. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, that's the thing. In principle, if the book would not have happened, I guess I would be still stuck in more or further refining um, processes. Uh -huh. But actually, it was not the refining itself; it was simply more to complete the whole character line. So. Simply, that is by now done. By now, what we know of this of this uh, universe. Let's see what the future holds for us. But um, I guess I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty settled now with it. I have to give it a little bit rest. I have to give it a little bit rest. Maybe let's 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 start doing something other, something different. At the let's see. I don't whistle blow it off. <laughs> <laughs> are, there, are there other franchises you would want to uh, sort of play with then? Any any other favourites? Well, one one is obvious because it's uh, it's a part of your name. Predator. <laughs> and yeah, I guess it's actually already becoming a huge one as well. So it's not so that you that I'm. Um, would be stuck with only one character of that uh, of that uh, installation. So um, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Now you've done um, the main three aliens from from the original trilogy: um, the drone, the warrior, and then the dog alien. Which one was was your favorite to work on? 
And I know you haven't touched the ADI design at all from Resurrection or the AVP films. What's your opinion on that? And like, would you ever <laughs> consider doing that one, even though it's it's largely disliked? What do you pay me? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, actually, I almost considered to did that one as well, uh, but then. Um, during the book process, I was explicitly asked by the editor not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's it's a strange it's a strange thing. Um, most important, I guess, you, because you said about ADI, um, I would not make the big hang on, on on ADI. I think ADI does a great job in the in their field in the industry, uh, and their creature creation they they create. Creatures and make creature effects, so I rather would you not know, see them as designer because most of the designs are made by other people, so which work for ADI or or concept artists or whatsoever, and then there's the studio involvement as well. So I guess they did a great job. They did a great job on on Alien Three, and I actually still say Alien Three. I like the movie. It is a good movie. It's of course not the. It was not the total revelation, and it didn't uh, blew away after um, the first two. But still, I like it. I like the tone of it, and I like the creature design. And I think the creature design of Alien Three is by far uh, one of the closest of Giga's uh, initial designs of his uh, uh, organic uh, uh, technical shapes. Because it was not built like out of tubes and of bones, like he uh, in the first place did. It was simply sculpted, sculpted uh, to to become this shape. And since one of my my favorite artists, Chris Cunningham, or better said Chris Halls, like he's credited for Alien Three, uh, sculpted the original uh, um, maquette of the Alien Three, it makes it even more worth. In my eyes, so so that's actually therefore Alien Three is for me actually kind of um, uh, personally as a big fan taboo to, to 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 rant around, especially when it comes to ADI. Alien Resurrection is just simply a totally different thing. Alien Resurrection is not an alien movie. It is a monster movie. It's a creature movie, but I still don't really see it. So for me, for, for my heart, in my heart, as an as a real alien movie. It's a show Pershing movie. The whole movie has his tone, it has his colors and his uh, wit in it. And therefore, I can enjoy that movie briefly in, in, in some, some, some parts. But else, it doesn't, it doesn't make no big contribution in my own alien universe. Yeah. For the creature design, for the creature design, the creature design was made for that movie and it fits for that movie. It's it's not an alien. It's simply not an not an alien <laughs> like like I see that they are good creatures for that movie. That's a nice way to look at it. Well, what do you think of all this uh, Neil uh, Blomkamp news then? With, with um, I mean, you say you you know Resurrection's not an alien movie to you, but you enjoyed three. With it yeah. looking to get rid of both of those films, how are you? How are you feeling about that? What Red, do you think? Redcon, <coughs> Redcon uh, Alien 3 is uh, simply a total wrong, uh, um, total wrong turn in my eyes. Uh, don't see any reason. I had, I, I would understand to make an alien movie 
who could be aside the the movies without uh, interfering in timeline without interfering uh, 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 with characters uh, that could be a great idea I mean after all Ripley uh, was frozen 57 years between one and two wow 57 years oh, nothing came up in that time and uh, so and after Alien 3 there would be so many possibilities why they waited 250 something years 200 so something yeah yeah, through Alien Resurrection. Um, why retconning then? I, I don't... It's I'm I, a little bit afraid. I, I, I'm, I'm... I think there's a big reliance on, on Ripley being the um, being the heart of the Alien series. And that's the thing, that's that's the thing what I totally don't don't yeah. uh, understand. And I, there, I there's guess more I to it. it. Yeah, I said it in, in, in the forums already. Um, Mad Max just did it. They made an unbelievable great uh, reboot of, 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 of that uh, um, franchise. And the funny thing is actually not really reboot because it is a, um, um, a sequel. It is a sequel. But it's a different character. It's a different... It's not Gibson. It's it's just now... Um, damn. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, uh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy. Um, and it works perfectly. That's and I could, and I, would accept, I would accept a different Ripley. I even would accept it. I mean, it must, must not be Sigourney Weaver. I mean, it's big boots to fill, though. Yeah, yeah. So I don't have it. But it would work. It would work to make a totally different movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so uh, let, let's talk a little bit more about the um, the book you've been working on recently, the Wayland Jutani report. Now, you mentioned earlier that uh, Willie Goldman. Um, got you involved so I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about how he and you uh, well how he got you involved in the in the project uh, Willie and me actually we are in contact long long time already and uh, there's one thing going on I'm not sure if I can talk about now it's more actually more a private thing Maybe I have to back check. That's, uh, but just if really listens to that, uh, I haven't forgotten you. <laughs> I will come back to it. I know it takes me only a few years, but uh, I will come back to it. But uh, at the same time, he always said he wants to do something uh, uh, with me in this um, with Alien, and um, yeah, and I was open-minded. But you know, it's. Uh, uh, there's always ideas and, and 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 things, and then that was kind of what was now 2013. Uh, he spoke. I guess he he sent me a message once and he said he knows some guys about a book project and um, they, he wants to hook me up with them. And I said, yeah, great. But uh, as life is, uh, family, work, you hardly actually remember. <laughs> your own stuff, what's going on? Uh, so, so it sim- simply slipped my my inner radar again, and so uh, almost two years ago, then uh, my son was born, and coming back from the hospital a few days later was the first time that I opened up the computer and watched my mails. Uh, then I got several messages of, of really. Oh, then I thought to myself, oh, he's pressing me now. He wants to go back to to our initial project thing. Oh my God! And I don't. I'm so 
back with that and so in um, in time pressure and now with uh, even bigger family. Yeah. Um, so I started to read through his messages and then suddenly I realized that this was about something else and that he was actually referring to some other persons and uh, have you answered the emails from and and then okay and then I went to my folder spam and everything through <laughs> and then I realized that I got other mails as well and the other mails was from Inside Editions the uh, editorial the book editorial in San Rafael in California and uh, Chris Prince who is the senior editor there he hooked up with me he said hey really got me your stuff or you showed me your stuff and we are doing this uh, book about in-universe with S.D. Perry and then my then so suddenly I realized it then so suddenly I actually reading then S.D. Perry then 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 I, this is not first of all it's not an April joke and second <laughs> uh, this is not some some random request because yes, request yeah. I don't I did not really I did not really um, uh, lack of requests. Of many times, I got mails and hey, do you want to make this? Or I can imagine fan project there, and please send me your models and stuff like that. And well, kindly responded, no, not really now. So, so that was kind of different. So what I got there from from Chris Prince, that I realized this is something. More serious. This is serious. Mm. Real serious. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then it simply and started. Then it simply started. Maybe you could give us like a summary of, of the kind of work you did on the book. I mean, obviously you you had some new alien renders, but but I believe I saw some some other stuff in there as well. Like there was like a hypothetical technology chapter that had like this an acid gun or something like that. Did you render those things as everything, well? Everything. Everything. Everything besides the. Uh, vehicles which are done by John Mulaney who is great artist as well and I have to say great contribution and haven't spoken to him by now didn't have the time by now but really in that place I want to thank him as well for his part and his great work in, in the book is really technical and accurate it's nice that's something what I actually uh, uh, couldn't do anymore, even though that I learned technical drawing back uh, in my studies. So that's it's really really great. So every, everything what is about the creature, everything about Giga's creation or the the, the pure the creature uh, uh, things and this Villa uh, uh, and Jutani um, uh, universe stuff. It's all done by me. Okay, cool. Oh, how? You know, you, you you said earlier that you know you realised this was this was a legit um, project. This this was something different to, you know, just just a fan thing, just a fan yeah. asking you for some work. I mean, how how much did that differ from how you'd been doing, how you'd been working on your own? I mean, did you receive much in the way of direction from Fox or from the editors? You know, did you have a list of look, we need this, we need that, we want it done this way? Everything was everything. Of course, was um, uh, briefed. Everything was briefed. Uh, the amount and uh, pages, page numbers, all that was all set. The book was already in in, in a process. The writing was. Uh, I'm pretty sure that S. D. Perry by that uh, um, time 
uh, wrote already most of the, the chapters. So texts, uh, 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 spaces were uh, set, not set in stone, but set. So 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 pages, where double pages are, and and things like that. So everything was really professionally and really. It was really helpful, and at the place, uh, as I did, of course, in my in in the book as well. I have to thank Chris Prince for his um, for his guidance and for for pushing me as well, because it was a lot of work, and it was uh, less less the time, a lot of work, less time. <laughs> yeah. How long did you work on the book for? Yeah, in principle, that was that was the thing. Um, it was first time I heard in uh, the beginning of December, and then uh, that it, uh, it definitely uh, went. That I got the go. It was then actually already like um, Christmas time, roundabout. So in principle, the time back then was set from so January, February, March and and uh, april april in the first place april was the was the um, the deadline for that i contribute or that i uh, send all the the renders but by then uh, uh i was not set for making the cover sculpt for the the um, collector's cover sculpt this huge piece of plastic so that came actually that came uh, on the fly then later it was an additional request so that pushed of course the deadline a bit further and yeah that's actually the I almost said now funny thing but uh, sad coincidence exactly the day I uploaded the last renders to the studio there uh, was the 12th of May so it was Giga's uh, death date it was kind of a bummer back yeah. then so I was finally finished with everything and <laughs> then came the message yeah, that was uh, that was a bit of a bad day yeah 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 it's still it's still yeah it's oh. sad which stop did oh so you were saying you you did the the cover sculpt um, the, the the alien face that's on the special edition of the book. Now, was that taken from like a computer render, or did you actually physically sculpt that? I digitally sculpted. I digitally sculpted it, and then it was um, printed, and then uh, it went um, uh, it went to New York to um, uh, Patrick Bygott, a great sculptor there, who did a lot of uh, collectors um, uh, sculpts. Um, as well, a lot of Star Wars uh, um, things, and he um, revised the 3D print and uh, cleaned it and uh, over sculpted it and made it fit for for its purpose, like as uh, a book cover. I mean, back then it was still planned to be a to be a um, uh, real uh, book cover, so a flip cover, until it became a uh, slipcase. Um, so, but it was in principle. It's my digital sculpt. Digital sculpt. Yeah. How how did how does that differ from your normal process in terms of it being a sculpt rather than a? Well, all my all these all these models are sculpted in, in a program called ZBrush. So I mean they are built um, as poly models, 
in a, a software called Soft Image, and then they go. I bring them over to the other software to ZBrush, and there are the high res sculpts and all the details, and some texture stuff can all be there. Um, like, yeah, it's almost like uh, working with clay. So it's an it's an almost an has almost a traditional feel to it in the in the work process. And then afterwards, all these details get baked into maps, uh, similar like game models, um, uh, only with the difference that with such uh, um, high-definition renders, you can have all the details, not only normal maps like game game models I could render, uh -huh. like all the height maps, displacements, and different layers of, of textures on top of each other, which happens then in the initial software with the render engine. Um, so you know mo most of this book is um, you know I'd say your work covers about two thirds of the thing um, so you've done a lot of stuff for it is there any particular um, render in there that you've that you've done that was you know your favourite oh <laughs> a favour well hmm of course I mean the first time and that was the, the possibility I could finish the queen and actually, the, the thing is, the the queen which you see in the book is a different one from that one which I actually showed in the forums like right. four or five years ago, uh, which was actually the first model I made in the uh, in this alien in my alien um, uh, model set. So uh, I have done that for these um, for an uh, online competition. 3D artists competition for again for a rather sad occasion it was the death of Stan Winston so mm -hmm. back then this site cgtalk.com really great uh, forum for all the digital artists out there uh, hosted this um, this challenge to um, to make creatures which are were initially made by Stan Winston Studio like Terminator like Pumpkinhead yeah. Predator of course and well I mean his his uh, biggest thing was the Alien Queen. It's uh, it's still unbelievable what they did back then. Not digital, but all sculpted and all made in 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 original size and fully articulated. Yeah, that was maybe Cameron's and Vincent's best, my opinion. Now, unfortunately, the book uh, saw a number of, of delays, to my understanding. Right now, it's available on Sideshow in a special limited edition. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of out of the price range of most people, I would think. Um, so do you know anything about a standard edition that might be coming out? And I know there's there's like little extra pullouts and stuff from the limited edition. Do you know if overall is, is your work going to be all included in, in the new edition or have you still not really heard anything about that? Honestly, nothing nothing about and by now. At that moment there was uh, no schedule now for a different release beside that. And I totally understand, of course, it's a pricey thing. It's a collector's edition. It is made... It is actually, yeah, it is made by fans and, uh, and, and for fans and it's totally understandable when people say now well for fans but it is quite out of the price range um yeah there's a lot of production costs behind it and the price is therefore justified and not not to worry i mean it's not so that the book is only five uh, fifty bucks and uh, uh, the other 
170 uh, to 270 I get now <laughs> 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 it is it is a lot of there's a lot of um, uh, backbone behind uh, so by now I really can't tell you anything further and I do understand that the people of course question these because at the same time there are um, uh, other regions um, releases like there's a French and a Spanish edition out there in regular print without the slipcover but that's a normal process in in uh, in releasing books especially when they come from the states to Europe or vice versa that simply the license gets um, bought in that case it's like the Spanish is normal uh, editorial and I guess the French is uh, I don't catch it now it happens a lot with, with comics as well comic books uh, have the same that they simply got released in a different format by by uh, foreign uh, editorials. So I actually don't even know how uh, huge the difference is now between that because I never had them in my hands. So I don't know if the Spanish or the French uh, have different uh, um, outtakes or or the um, the content if the content differs. Um. While we're on the subject of uh, the pullouts and stuff, um, there's one particular one that I'm quite fond of, and I, I'm just curious as to if you if you did the uh, if you did the graphics for it, the, the artwork for it, and that's the X-ray of um, Kaiten. Yeah, the X-ray. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. You yeah, you did yeah. that one. Yes, yes. Now, was that was that any sort of different for you to do? Obviously, in trying to get the layers in the um, you know of the X-ray, the bone, and the actual creature itself. No, 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 no. Actually, the X-ray. I mean, the 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 chest. I mean, the yeah, the bruster. So to say it, I don't know. No, it's not a spoiler now. Um, uh, was entirely done by me, and to layer it with the X-ray together, that was done by the uh, editor at uh, Inside Editions. Fair so enough. I didn't make these. The, the X-ray itself. The, the chest bones uh, or the human chest uh, was not done by me okay do you know who that was oh so, so yeah you said that was the editor didn't you sorry um right okay um i th- think we're about all tapped out of questions to be honest marcus um <laughs> so i think just before we sort of you know start to wind down is is there anything you'd like to you know, like to say to to our listeners um, anything that we haven't given you the opportunity to talk about that you might might have liked to have got out there. Stay alien. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice for having all the fans around there, and yeah, and to to keep this this fan base going. It's not a huge one. The the alien the alien franchise you can't uh, compare it like to Star Wars, Star Trek, or, or whatsoever. Uh, which have plenty, several thousands more of fans. But the big difference is Alien is just something a little bit more mature. It's not an, it's not an, it's not an, uh-huh. so to say, kid thing. <laughs> I mean, it should not be. I'm not sure. Well, I looked it. I was, uh, I was uh, um, underage as well. <laughs> so I think, I think. <laughs> was you, were you rich, Tom? No, or did you come into it later? I, I saw it when I was a kid. I saw it when I was literally the day before my fifth birthday. 
and uh, g- gave me nightmares for about five years. Well, um, I mean, I, I was introduced to it through the Kenner toys when I was young, but but I didn't really get into the movies until I was a teenager. So you know, we all tend to get into it beforehand. <laughs> but no, you're you're completely right. It's, um, I don't want to say it's more of a cult sort of series, but it is. It's not particularly mainstream like Star Wars or anything, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and therefore, and therefore, it closes the, the fan base a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit. Uh, it gives them okay. overseeing or a little bit compact. Yeah. Well, thanks once again. Um, really appreciate you taking the time to uh, come and talk to us about yourself and about your work and about the book. Um, thanks, Lon. And uh, for anybody who um, hasn't seen it, there's a nice big preview on the um, on the website. So if you head on over to the uh, over to the homepage, you can check out what's inside. Um, check out some of the content that um, Stephanie Danielle Perry um, wrote for it. And there's also examples of the um, of the work of Marcus and of um, John, who um, who Marcus mentioned earlier. And um, actually, just a little bit of a uh, throw out to um, some of our fellow community uh, projects. Um, the Perfect Organism podcast is going to be uh, having an interview with um, with John, who did the uh, vehicle designs and the uh, vehicle artwork, sorry, and the cross sections. Um, so if you check them out on Facebook, uh, they'll have that up um, within the next few weeks, I believe. Um, so yeah, that that that's me. Is there anything you'd like to say, Ridgetop? Uh, no, just I mean, thanks for coming on. I've been a huge fan of your work, so so I I know you're kind of feeling a little weary of, of aliens, you were saying, but but I hope you come back to it um, before too long because because you've done some really incredible work with the license and and I uh, everyone in the community I know has just been blown away by your work. So again, very impressive, and and thanks for coming on and doing this interview. We really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Oh, well, I'm I'm honored. I'm honored. Well, um, okay, so um, that's that. This is uh, Corporal Hicks. And Ridgetop. And our special guest, Marcus. Locusta. Locusta, <laughs> if, uh, yeah, if we're going for the screen names. Um, you've been listening to the AVP Galaxy podcast. Um, thanks, for, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.